Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mothership Connection. I uh, certainly enjoy the support and appreciate it. Uh, we're creeping up on, we're over 800 total listens, so that's great. Uh, let's try to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. That would be uh, remarkable. But yeah, uh, this season, we're entering season 8 of Mothership Connection. Um, this season is going to be a little change of pace. Um, there will be a couple of music episodes um, in this season, one of which will be today which I believe is the 1st of August in the year of our Lord. Oh, Lord. But yeah, we're going to do a music episode. I know we're going to do a few of those, but I'm going to start off with the Chili Peppers. So let's uh, let's get into it. <sighs> all right, everybody, welcome back to Mothership Connection, your place for all things Earth. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're going to do the Chili Peppers today. Um, they're my favorite band of all time. Um... By far, my favorite album by anyone all time is their album Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is incredible. Um, so it's just it's something that's near and dear to my heart, my heart with the flutter. But uh, yeah, I um, we're gonna talk about the Chili Peppers and just do a little overview. This is kind of how these music episodes are gonna go. Um, I'm gonna hope to have some guests on some future music episodes, but I really wanted to do the Chili Peppers and get you know get get the music ball rolling. Um, those of you that know me know my top five, but my top five favorite bands of all time are the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Incubus, 311, Pearl Jam, and the Stone Double Pilots. And I don't include the classic rock groups like in my top five because, every, of course, everyone loves classic rock. Like, I'm not going to waste my my list on all the bands that everyone loves, you know what I mean? So I, when I do that, like, I don't include like classic rock or like mega bands like Van Halen and that I, I, you know, I love Van Halen, but there's those kind of bands, like the larger than life bands that it's like obvious that people like them. I don't include them in my top five just because everyone likes them. Obviously I like them, you know, fuck off. So my top five favorite are, you know, Chili Peppers, Incubus, 311, Pearl Jam and Sun Temple Pilots. And in that order currently, um, sometimes they flip flop. Chili Peppers are always number one. Uh, but sometimes the, the other four kind of just flip flop. But uh, I mean, what can say? I mean, the Chili Peppers have been around since 1983. Their first album came out in 1983. Like I, I came out in 1985. Like I showed up on this planet in 1985. So they've been touring and making music for longer than I've been alive. Like I, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy to think about. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like just sit there and think about like. Your favorite bands, a lot of them have been, like, making music for longer than you've been alive. You know, and it wasn't, like, an easy road for the Chili Peppers. They didn't really get big until they're, like, I wouldn't say big, big, but probably until Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which was, which was their fifth album. And, like, yeah, they were they were popular and, like, well-known, but, like, they weren't big, big until Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out. But, uh, well, I mean, yeah, so we'll, we'll start from the, the beginning of their discography, if you will, and you will. You will. Um, and we'll just go from there. But, I mean, there's a few little fun facts about them first. Um, they've sold over 80 million albums in the U.S. alone, which is insane. Honestly, if you think about it. Since considering most of their career, like the second half of their career, I would say, from like, oh, five on has been part of the stupid, like, streaming and downloading and people not buying music thing. So to still have that higher of the record sale numbers, despite, you know, Music essentially being free, if you're you know, unless you're a fucking idiot, and I still buy music for the bands that I like. Like I, I like Chili Peppers. Those the top five bands, I still will go out and I buy a physical copy of the album because like the bands I really really love and I really like, I'll still support them. Not that they need it. I mean they're all richer than they you know richer than fucking astronauts, but like it's just for me. Like I still go out and buy the physical copy because like, I still have a connection to those groups. Like my old routine used to be like in high school I would go buy the CD at Best Buy and then just drive around listening to it all, all day and all night. And that was like a cool routine. You know, I would get a fucking Mountain Dew, get some Twizzlers and just drive around, listen to the music. It was great. But that was always like my routine. But I mean, now with streaming and like everything being digital, it's, you know, I haven't stepped foot into Best Buy since like 2007, uh, mostly because they're assholes, but it's just a different time. So to have that kind of like record sale numbers still, and yes, their career has spanned, what, I'm thir like 39 years, so they're coming up on like their 40th anniversary. But like at the same time, like that's that's still a shitload of records. 
And then they they also they're four number one singles away from the record, which is held by the Beatles. So the Chili Peppers have made thirteen number one singles, number one hits, and the Beatles have seventeen. So I mean, chances are they will, they will at least tie them at some point. Um, the advantage they have is that the Beatles aren't coming out with new music, obviously. So the Chili Peppers they have a new album coming out later this year. Um, John Frusciante has rejoined the band, which has everybody's dicks hard as they should be. Is he? They make the best music with him. And as we get into, they've shuffled guitar players, um, partially from people dying, partially from him quitting, partially from Dave Navarro being on crazy amounts of drugs. Um, but John's back. Everyone's anticipated. This is like the most anticipated album of the year. Um, they originally set a September release date, but there hasn't been any singles out yet. Which leads me to believe that like it's gonna come out later in the year. It just better fucking come out. That's all. It'll be their twelfth uh, studio album. So I'm 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 obviously looking forward to that. I'll probably take the day off of work for that. That's much of a freak I am. I'll just tell him I I don't feel good. But uh, you know maybe I won't feel good today. I don't know. But when that album comes out, I'll take off work because I'll just fucking drive around, listen to it all day. Probably get me uh, I don't know, some cool ranch Doritos. Drive around. Maybe sip on some raspberry tea. Who knows? But anyway, yeah. So, yeah. 80 million albums in the U.S. alone. 13 number one singles. Like, if you don't like the Chili Peppers, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's wrong. You don't have to be, like, a super fan like me. But if, when I meet people, they're like, oh, I don't like them. It's like, well, who do you like? You fucking jerk. Like, their, their music's great. It's good music. But we'll start with, you know, 1983 was their self-titled debut album. Um, called Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it sold six hundred thirty thousand albums in the U.S. Um, the two singles from that CD album record, whatever you want to call it, um, are "Get Up and Jump" and the very odd song and video for "True Men Don't Kill Coyotes." I'm not going to say coyotes because I'm not some fucking grammar police or lexicon police or whatever you want to say. I say coyotes. If it's coyotes, I don't give a fuck. Just like when people are like, oh, you know, gyros should be called gyros. Go fuck yourself. All right, I call it a gyro. I call it coyotes. You know, fuck you. But, uh, so yeah, so like, Get Up and Jump's a cool song. A lot of these songs, like, their early music was really like funk, rock, like all kind of stuff just like blended together. Um, and Anthony Kiedis, like, he's like the perfect front man because he... Is energetic as fuck on stage. He has a very distinctive voice, and he is like the king of gibberish lyrics. <laughs> and if you like the Chili Peppers, you know what I'm talking about. But he's a great frontman. Flea's a, a well-known great bass player. Same thing. Huge stage presence. You know, John wasn't on this album because he was not in the band yet. It was Hillel Slovak, the original guitar player who OD'd and died after the third album. And you know, the drummer was a different drummer. I forget his last name. He eventually joined Soundgarden. Jack Irons. He was their original drummer. And they all met in LA and blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that album's cool. Uh, there's some other good songs in the album. You know, I'll just name a few. Uh, the song Baby Appeal is cool. Out in LA is really cool. Uh, Police Helicopters is a neat song. And that album also has one of the strangest songs ever recorded on it um, called Mommy Where's Daddy. Um, it's a very strange song. It's a, supposed to be strange, but it is very strange. And it really highlights how much of a, how weird and awkward, like just how, in a good way, Anthony Kiedis the singing is. Um, so I'm going to play a little clip from Get Up and Jump. Um, I'm not sure how good the sound quality is going to be recording on here. So if it's, uh, if it's bad, let me know and I'll try to, to make it a better sound experience for future episodes. Uh, but here's a snippet from Get Up and Jump. From their 1983 album, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that's a clip from Get Up and Jump. It's a well-known song of theirs. It was their first radio single ever. Um, 
And if you have a chance, watch the video for True Men Don't Kill Coyotes. It's unbelievably weird. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's the highlights of their first album. I mean, they were, like, freshly out of high school, like 18-year-olds when they released that album. Um, so, taking that into consideration, I mean, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty way cray. Um, then their next album came out, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, but the first album came out in 1983. Um, and they followed it up with the second album called Freaky Styly. Freaky Styly in 1985. Um, it sold 890,000 copies in the U.S. Um, the two singles off that album were Jungle Man and Hollywood. Hollywood is a cover. I forget who sings the original. Um, but there's also another cover on that album called for If You Want Me to Stay um, by P-Funk, which is great. I mean, the album's cool. It's good. Uh, highlights off that album are definitely, you know, even the singles, Jungle Man and Hollywood are great. American Ghost Dance is a great song. Uh, the cover of If You Want Me to Stay is cool. The Brothers Cup is cool. Um, and one of their songs that's under that's one of my personal favorite Chili Pepper songs is an ode to the, uh, the, the children's book, Yurtle the Turtle, which is probably the best book ever written on the subject of turtle stacking. Um, but it's their song, Yurtle the Turtle. Check it out. It's, it's a great fucking song. It really is. Um, but I'm going to play a little clip off of Hollywood, off of the 1985 album Freaky Styly. So let's hear it. That was a clip of from Hollywood off that album. Um, and as you can see, their earlier stuff really, you know, it had the horns in it. It was more of a a uh, funk. Funk was the main focus in their their first few albums here. Um, they're great. I mean, they're obviously. I mean, they're freaky style is as old as me. So obviously, like, the sound recording technology wasn't as great and everything. So it sounds a little not. I don't want to say dated, um, but it's just you know, it is what it is from being that long ago. And also, they're 20 years old when that album came out. But as you can see, that guitar was funky as fuck. Like, it's... Their earlier stuff's... A lot of people are like, oh, check out their earlier stuff. I mean, like, when I like bands, like, I try to listen or check out, like, everything they've done to, like, an obsessive manner sometimes. But, I mean, that's what you should do when you like a band. You should want to hear all their all their stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I do. And like I said, it's... it's some Sometimes it's to a obsessive, psychotic point, but I definitely... I, I try to track down every B-side I can track down, live versions, like, everything I can track down. But, uh, yeah, so that was Freaky Styly from 85, which brings us into Uplift Mofo Party Plan from 1987, which sold 1,080,000 records. So we're just going to say a million records in the U.S. Um, the singles off that album were Fight Like a Brave, which is a cool song, and Behind the Sun. Um, and if you haven't ever seen the video for Behind the Sun, I suggest you check it out. It is very fucking weird. Um, that's a theme. Like the Chili Peppers do some weird shit. I mean, they did a whole tour with wearing socks on their cocks, and that's all they wore. It was a socks on cocks tour. So I mean, they're definitely they definitely like doing some weird shit, which is fine. Who cares? I mean, what's everyone's fucking weird? If you if you're not weird, you're you're fucking weird. <laughs> Everybody's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, some Buffalo Foot Party Plan over a million albums sold. Fight Like a Brave, Behind the Sun. Um, this is the last album with the original lineup. Because like I said earlier, Hillel Slovak, who was the original guitar player, um, and he was very good. Never be as good as Jean Frusciante, but few people are. But he, I mean, he was the original guy. He was a big songwriter for the first three albums. Then he, uh, he overdosed and died on drugs, like a lot of rock people do. Uh, but this, also, this album also had some really good songs on it. Uh, Funky Crime is a great song. Me and My Friends is a great song. Backwoods is cool. Skinny Sweaty Man is extremely weird. Um, you know, they do a cover of, of a Dylan song, Stop Training Homesick Blues. Like, it's a good album. And, like, some of these songs, like Behind the Sun, Me and My Friends, Backwoods, and th those songs, like, started to get them on the map, like, mainstream. Not to the point where that Blood Sugar Sex Magic did. Um, but this kind of brought them out of, like, the obscure, like, this band's popular, but with, like, a certain genre of people into like a more mainstream, you know, people taking notice of this group. 
Um, so that that pretty much took them, you know, from '83 to '87. Uh, like I said, Hillel Slovak died, and then the drummer quit, and this is when they the band's fortunes would be changed forever, um, because they would end up getting Chad Smith as a drummer, and Chad Smith is an amazing drummer, amazing drummer. Um, he is, and he has, he, he currently has like a a side project he does called Chad Smith's Bombastic Meat Bats. Um, it's all, it's all instrumental and it's, it's really good. So if you have a chance to check that out, I would check that group out. Um, they're very good. And they ended up with John Frusciante as the guitar player too, which John Frusciante was a huge fan of the Chili Peppers you know, when he was growing up. And after Hillel died, like he tried out and made the group. He was previously playing with Frank Zappa's band because he dropped out of high school and shit. He's one of those people who's like, I guess the term was idiot savant or whatever. But he was playing with Frank Zappa's group, and he, you know, quit them to join the band he loved, which is like, that's like a a miracle, like, story of, you know, you being able to join your favorite band, um, you know, because their, their guitar player died, which isn't a cool part, but, like, you get to join that band. I'm sorry, I meant to play a, a clip from Behind the Sun from, Freaky, from Uplift Mofo Party Plant, so we're going to do that right now. Yeah, that was Behind the Sun from uh, Freaky Stolly. I wanted to make sure I remember to play that before I went to the next album. So this album is the first album with Chad Smith and John Frusciante. So the, the lineup of Anthony Flea, Chad, and John is obviously their best. It's their best lineup that they have ever had and ever will have. Um, and that's been proven with the other guitar players they've had and other lineups they've had. So this brings us to 1989's Mother's Milk, which is an amazing album. It sold... 2,630,000 albums in, in the U.S. Um, the singles off this album are Higher Ground, Knock Me Down, Taste the Pain, and a B-side that was on a movie soundtrack called Show Me Your Soul, um, which is a great song. But there's so many good songs on Mother's Milk. The album cover is one of my favorite album covers ever. Google it. Um, it's a great album cover. I wish I had a T-shirt of that. Um, but other other highlights on this album besides the singles, uh, you know, The Good Time Boys is a great song. Subway to Venus is amazing. Taste the Pain is great. Well, that was a single. Uh, they did, you know, the cover of Fire, Sexy Mexican Maid. And then they have Pretty Little Diddy, which Pretty Little Diddy is interesting because the band, whoever sings that, Come My Babe, Butterfly, Crazy Town. Crazy Town was sued by them because they blatantly stole the song, the music for Butterfly from Pretty Little Diddy. And it's not even close. And that singer was like, oh, we never heard that song. It's like bullshit. The same exact fucking music. It, like, it's crazy. Um, so Google Pretty Little Diddy, or YouTube it, and it's exactly that song. It's like 25 seconds into the song, it becomes that exact song, that Crazy Town release called Butterfly. And yeah, they have the Hendrix cover Fire, Sexy Mexican Maid, it's a great song. Johnny Kick a Hole in the Sky is great. It's just a really good, it's a really good album. Um, so I'm going to play, they have also you have the Stevie Wonder cover Higher Ground on there, which is probably their most... One of their most popular, you know, air radio singles. Um, but I'm gonna play a clip here from Subway to Venus off Mother's Milk. Great song, one of my favorites. Just, it's a fucking awesome. And this brings us to 1991 with my favorite album of all time by anybody, not just by them, but Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And this song is a song that made them worldwide superstars, or this album is the album that made them worldwide fucking superstars and brought them into the forefront of everything at that time period. So Blood Sugar Sex Magic, try to guess how many albums they sold. 14,430,000 copies of this album have been sold. 
That is fucking crazy. That is fucking crazy. 14 million, over 14 million copies sold. That is absolutely crazy. And, you know, the singles off this album were, you know, Give It Away, which who doesn't know that song? Under the Bridge, which who doesn't know that song? Breaking the Girl, which once again, who doesn't know that song? Power of Equality, If You Have to Ask, Suck My Kiss. And then a B-side to Blood Sugar Sex Magic that was released on the Coneside soundtrack, Coneheads soundtrack. Soul to Squeeze, which once again, who doesn't know that fucking song? So really, there's like seven singles off this album, which is crazy. Um, but it's just Blood Sugar Sex Magic. It's it's every song on it's good. Every song on that album is fucking good. Like I could have lied. It's such a good song. Apache Rose Peacock, Dancing in the Rain, Sir Psycho Sexy. You know, like it's it's insane. Funky Monks. It's crazy. Like that that whole album is like perfect. And like it's just I don't know. I have like a deep connection to that album. Like I listen to it all the time, like probably at least once a week I listen to it from start to finish. And it's been that way forever. Um, and it's just, it's just an amazing album. Like everything about it, even like the, the album cover, the cover art is great. Like, it's just, it's perfectly done. Like it's, I don't know. Like, I don't even have to like word how much I love that album. Like if, I, if everyone is like, Oh, if you could have one album to take with you to some Island, it's like, well, I'm taking blood sugar, sex magic. So fuck off, bitch. But yeah, it's just a crazy good album. I mean, it's, I mean, in my opinion, it's iconic. I mean, Mellow Ship and Slinky B is a great song. Righteous and the Wicked is awesome. You know, like, it's just, it's a great fucking album. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, like, Under the Bridge and Give It Away and Soul to Squeeze and Breaking the Girl and, like, all these songs, like, everybody knows these songs. And, like, they're, they're great. Under the Bridge is one of the, like, craziest like I would say, one of the best like guitar verses verses ever written for like a mainstream song. I would say the verse, the guitar played in that in the verse of that song is amazing. And uh, if you ever want to watch it, I'm sure it's easy to track down. But there's a documentary that they made when they were making the album called Funky Monks, and it's a it's a really cool documentary. Like I suggest watching it. It's only about an hour long. Not like these documentaries now, where it's like twenty four part series on whipped cream. Or some ridiculous fucking subject matter that nobody gives a fuck about. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great album. The documentary's great, too. Like, everything about it's great. Um, it, like I said, it's my favorite album of all time. And that's really all I can say about it. Like, I love it. It's great. Um, and I'm going to play a clip from Apache Rose Peacock, um, which is a funky, funky song, a sexy song, off the album Blood Sugar Sex Magic, released in 1991. 14 million plus albums sold to date. So that was a clip from Apache Rose Peacock. Um, I can only play so much of the songs so I don't get Warner Brothers or RCA or somebody trying to pull my episode down. But yeah, that was Apache Rose Peacock off what, in my opinion, was is their greatest album. And every band that has great albums, they have an album that's like stands out. Like I would say, the like, Blood Sugar Sex Magic is their best album that stands out. For Pearl Jam, I would say that Versus is probably their best album that stands out. Sentinel Pilots, I would say that Purple is their best album that stands out from the rest. You know, it's just every band has that. Um, so those are just a few examples of that. But every every band has that, and it's great. You know, it's just a great fucking album, so check it out. Like, if you're looking for some music, listen to that album. It's amazing. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Even if I could, I wouldn't. Uh, but that brings us into a dark time for fans as toward the end of that tour, John Frusciante decided to quit the band um, an hour before their show in fucking Hong Kong. So they had to scramble and get a guy to play guitar for them, like with like a two hour notice before a, a huge, huge fucking concert. Um, he was all fucked up on drugs at that point. He joined the band when he was very young. The band at that point, they were doing a lot of drugs. Anthony and Flea kind of like 
they were his, they forget, don't remember, remember too, like, this was his favorite band before he joined the band. So you're hanging out with, like, your heroes at this point for him. And it's just, uh, it's wild. But he got fucked up on drugs really bad, and he just got really paranoid and weird, and he was really irritated with Anthony, and just, like, he had enough. There's a, a Saturday Night Live episode from whenever they were on this tour, and John Frusciante looks like a fucking demon playing on stage. He's so fucked up on drugs. And he honestly was, he was pissed off at Anthony for that performance. And he literally played the song wrong on purpose on Saturday Night Live, like really fucking bad to piss everybody off. And then shortly thereafter, he pulled this shit where he quit right before the show. Um, but if you can YouTube that SNL performance should be from like 1992 um, but I'm sure if you just put Chili Peppers SNL under the bridge, he is very fucked up on drugs at that point and is playing the song wrong on purpose. But, uh, yeah, so this brings us, after he quit, like, and it's a shame because I would have loved to have heard, like, their, that lineup's follow-up to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Because, yeah, John came back in 1999, but, like, that's an eight-year gap between the album coming out and him coming back. Like, the same creative energy and juices aren't going. So like, even though he came back for Californication, like it's not really a true follow up to blood sugar, sex magic. If you, if you see what I'm saying. Um, so, you know, a good, a good friend of the band, Dave Navarro, like flea and him are good friends. He flea played bass on Jane's addictions album that had like, uh, Jane says and caught stealing and stuff and whatnot. So they're, they're good. And then that's kind of where they got together at. Um, and in my opinion, one hot minute's really not that bad. But people really fucking hate it. And uh, I don't know why. There was a big backlash against Dave Navarro for even joining the band. Like, during live shows, people would be holding signs saying, where's John? Like, fuck you, where's John? And, like, not his fault. Like, he, he hopped in to keep the band going. But people were really, they were just really fucking hateful toward Dave Navarro. And I guess they hold on to resentment like a Confederate widow and just fucking wouldn't let him, wouldn't let him even give him a chance. But I, there's a lot of really good songs on... Uh, one Hot Minute. My favorite song off that album is Walkabout. Um, in One Hot Minute, it sold 5 million, like a little bit over 5 million albums, 5,850,000 albums. They, I mean, there was some singles off of it, Warped, Airplane. You know, Airplane's a, a cool song. My Friends is a really good song. Um, but like Shall It Be Thy Name and Coffee Shop are the other two singles. They're not really... I like Coffee Shop as a song, but like it's not radio-friendly whatsoever. And then they had, of course, Love Roller Coaster came out from that album that was also on the uh, Beavis and Butthead movie soundtrack. But it was just a kind of a different sound, but it's not a bad sound. But people, like, like I said, people just, like, don't give it a chance and just hate it, but it's not a bad album. Like, there's uh, the song on it called Walkabout. Like, that's one of my favorite Chili Pepper albums or songs of all time. It's a great fucking song, but I guess people were just angry and wouldn't accept uh, Dave Navarro as the guitar player. So, yeah, I mean, that came out in 95. Like I said, John came back in 99. Uh, but we're going to play a little clip off One Hot Minute from the song Walkabout. was a clip from walkabout off one hot minute um and if you're going to check that album out i would suggest you know walkabout airplane my friends uh falling into grace is a really cool song uh, there's a song in there called tear jerker which anthony wrote for kurt cobain um about kurt Co cobain i should say not for i guess it works but that was you know that was 95 and you know they toured for that and then after the tour uh they were kind of just like parted ways with Dave Navarro and just kind of in limbo for a while. And John Frusciante was getting off drugs and Johnny Depp actually filmed like a documentary of how fucked up John was. And that's floating around on YouTube, but it's, it's really weird. Um, so in 1999, he rejoined the band and they released Californication, which was 
a huge coming back for them, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Californication it came out in 1999. It's, it has sold 16,270,000 copies to date. Um, that is just an outrageously high number. Um, really high. And the, the singles off that album are Scar Tissue, Around the World, Parallel Universe, Other Side, Californication, Porcelain, Road Trippin'. Um, they just, there's so many, like, Californication is awesome. And there's about 20 B-sides of that album that are pretty easily, easy to find, and they're all good, too. Um, so that was like they were coming back into, you know, rock and all, all this other shit, and it was a great album. And one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs of all time is titled This Velvet Glove, and it is on that album, and it is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everybody knows Scar Tissue. Everyone knows Californication. Like, I'm sure everybody has heard Other Side and all that uh, Parallel Universe and all those other great songs that are on that album. Um, but, yeah, 1999, Californication. It's hard to believe it's that old, so it still feels fresh for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to play a clip from This Velvet Glove which is one of my top five favorite Chili Pepper songs of all time. So here we go. So that was a clip from This Velvet Glove off of Californication. Um, I highly suggest you check, it, check that song out. Um, I'd also check out Emmett Remus, Easily, Get On Top. Pretty much like the entire fucking album, to be honest with you. Um, and then that brings, that was 99, and then, like I said, it sold 16 million fucking albums, which is nuts. Then that brings us to 2002 with the album By The Way, um, which is also a great album that came out guess i would have been it was a summer going into senior year of high school for me so that i have a lot of memories from that you know correlate to that album and like that's one of the greatest things about music i mean music's probably the, the, the greatest thing man ever did um music is just it it's like a it's like time traveling dude like it, it, the memories that music invokes when you hear certain songs and just certain feelings and music's just it's amazing like it really is and people like i wish they understood how much impact music has on them um it can affect your mood it can affect your everything like it's just music is music is great i know people say that laughter is the language of the soul such as pablo neruda but i would argue that music is the language of the soul laughter can be the language too i don't know maybe laughter can be the slang of the soul the slang but yeah music is just i mean what's better than music honestly what's better than music and i know you some of you pundits and wags will probably say other things are better, but music's probably the greatest thing ever. Um, but that, by the way, 2002, uh, 9,310,000 albums sold. Smash hits like By the Way, Zephyr Song, Can't Stop. Like, who doesn't know Can't Stop? You know what I mean? Who doesn't know these songs? That's what I mean when I say the people that are like, I don't really like them. I'd rather listen to... The Wiggly Puffs or something stupid. The Chili Peppers songs, like, there's so like, there's so many. It's it's insane that, that somebody could not like them. But yeah, but off this album, like outside of like the radio hits, uh, the song "This Is the Place" which is a great fucking song. "Don't Forget Me" is a very dark song, but it's really good. Um, and probably my favorite song off the album, other than other than like "Can't Stop" or. It's probably the song, it's track number eight, it's called I Could Die For You. It's a great fucking song. Um, Mind the Thing is a great song. Venice Queen is a great song. And uh, I'm going to play a clip from, uh, I don't know what song I should choose off here, because most people know all of them. I'll play a little clip from Minor Thing.
So that was a clip from Minor Thing off their album, by the way. It's a great song. But, but honestly, I Could Die For You is probably my favorite song off that album. Honestly. It's it's so good. Um, but then that brings us to... there's like, Chili Peppers have two full albums that were never released. Um, there was an album from 2004 that did not get released for some reason. And there was an album from 2018 that didn't get released for some reason. Um, the one from 2004... I would love to hear. There's only four tracks that have been released from that album, two of which are only live versions. Um, but Save the Population is one of the songs that would have been on that album. And there's never been an explanation for why it didn't come out, um, which is very strange to complete a full album, put all the money into it, and then decide not to release it. Uh, but here's the clip off Save the Population from the unreleased, unnamed album from 2004. Uh, and say the population is a really cool song, but here's the, here's a clip of what it sounds like. So that's a clip off "Save the Population." Um, from the untitled, unreleased 2004 album, uh, Fortune Faded, which was actually a radio release for that album. Like, they even did, like, the press, and, like, like, I don't know why it never came out. Like, the band wasn't at odds, like, everything was fine. So I don't know why they decided to suddenly just say, uh, we're not going to release it. But Save the Population and Fortune Faded are the only two studio tracks that have been leaked from that album. And I guess Fortune Faded really wasn't leaked because it was a radio single. Um, but there's a live track that was would have been off that album called Leverage of Space. And there's a live track off that album called Rolling Sly Stone. And there's a live track off that album called Nothing to Lose um, that you can find on YouTube that are, all, that are all songs that were from that album. But there's just no live or no studio version of that of those songs for some fucking reason. Um, which I, I don't know. It's a mystery. There's no explanation to why it didn't come out. Kind of like the peach-flavored Mountain Dew that never fucking came out, and they had posters for it and promotions for it and everything, commercials for it, and then it never came out. I love peach stuff. You know how much I would have loved getting fucking peach Mountain Dew, you fuckers? Um, but there is an apple-flavored Mountain Dew coming out very soon called Thrashed Apple. Um, it, it should be good. Uh, but after, by the, by the way, you know, Stadium Arcadium came out, which was a huge success for them. Um, it was a double album. Came out in 2006, sold 7,130,000 copies. Uh, everyone knows the singles off this album. Uh, Danny California, Tell Me Baby, Humpty Bump, Snow, all, all those fucking songs. But uh, it, it was a great double album, and they, they also, it's kind of like a triple album, honestly, because they released eight more songs off the album that weren't on the main set. So, I mean, on average, I mean, that's, I would say that's a third, a whole a full third album. 10 B-sides um, that get released. But it was a great album. You know, Dana California was the sequel song to By The Way. Danny the girl. Danny California. Even though it sounds exactly like um, Last Dance with Mary Jane by Tom Petty. But that's neither here nor there. It wasn't on purpose. Tom Petty didn't sue him. Tom Petty didn't care. He was not petty. But yeah, so... Stadium Arcadium Arcadium is a great fucking album. I mean, there's maybe three songs of the 32 that they released off that album that are iffy. The rest of it's great. Um, my favorite song off the first CD, Jupiter, is a song called Hey. And it's not Snow, since Snow is called Snow Heyo. It's actually the song called Hey, which I'm going to play a clip of right now. And it's my favorite song off album off disc one. Uh, here it is. Keep it alive to survive. 
So that was a clip of uh, the song Hey off of the first uh, disc, Jupiter. Um, and it, the new Stadium Arcade was great. Like, it came out in 2006. It was a great fucking album. Like, there's not much bad you can say about it. Like I said, 32 songs were released. Maybe three of them aren't very great. The rest are good. Um, but then I'm going to play my favorite track off the second disc entitled Mars. Um, this song is called Turn It Again. So that was Turn It Again from Mars. And Sadie Arcadium was, unfortunately, uh, John left the group again after that tour. Um, he wanted to go explore his electronic music that isn't very good. Um, I don't know why he can't do both. Plenty of people do both. Um, but he left the band again in 2009. And like I said, last year he returned to the group. Um, if you're hearing rain during the episode right now, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm at Raccoon Park recording this in my car. So hopefully the rain isn't too bothersome. But if it is, uh, I don't know what to tell you. But it is Pittsburgh, so it'll probably only rain for like 45 seconds and then stop. So if the rain is annoying, I'm sorry. There's really another, nothing else I can do about it. I'm already 40, 40 minutes into the episode. I'm not going to restart it. So enjoy the rain sounds, girls and guys. Gals and girls. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so then that brings us to 2011 now. So five years gap. Um, they replaced John with Josh Klinghoffer, who was the band's longtime uh, touring musician who would do backup guitar, play piano, do all kind of stuff for them. And him and John are like real close friends, so he took over in 2011. Um, and the album, it's okay. It's called I'm With You. And they also released like 16 more songs, B-sides called We're With You, so it's really like a double album also. Um, but I'm With You, you know, did, uh, Rain Dance Maggie was the big hit off that album. Uh, Look Around was on that album. It, it's a good album, but it, it only sold 2 million copies. People didn't give... People were mad once again, like I said, holding on to resentment like a Confederate widow about John leaving the group. And it's just they didn't really give it, the album a chance. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of a bummer, but I mean, that's what happens when a beloved member of anything leaves and then the show must go on. Um, but there's great songs. You're like, Look Around's a really good song. Brendan's Death Song's good. Did I Let You Know is good. Dance, Dance, Dance is great. It's a good album. People just, like I said, people just didn't give it a fucking chance. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to play a clip from Look Around. That's a clip from Look Around Off I'm With You. Um, and then I'll play a clip. This song's called This Is The Kit. Uh, and this is one of the B-sides from that album that they released all the B-sides for. So this song's pretty cool, too. This is called This Is The Kit. So that was This Is The Kit off 2011's I'm With You. And then another five years went by, and they released the next album called The Getaway, which people weren't happy because Rick Rubin had produced all their albums from 1991 on, and then they decided to have DJ fucking Danger Mouse produce the album The Getaway. And it's it's not that it's not a good album, it's just it just doesn't have the same... It doesn't have the same feel and the same energy is all their other albums so people just weren't impressed with it at all um it only sold five hundred thirty thousand copies so for a band like them they only have that many. and i understand the technology comes into play here with people just streaming it and not paying for it and everything but people were just mad because it's just like and they were putting like it's just there's all kind of shit that went on in that album that people weren't happy about uh, myself included there's still good songs on the album but it's just the album as like a whole it's just not very good. And it's just, I mean, Josh Klinghoffer is a good musician, but he's not that great a guitar player. Um, so he's not really helping to drive the songs. 
And a big part of John Frusciante in the band, too, is his backing vocals, his, like, his harmonies, his falsetto, like, all kind of stuff that if you're not paying attention, you don't notice it. But once he's gone and there's another person in there, um, you definitely notice that it's gone. So they tried, Josh tried and whatever, but, like, it's not, I mean, it's not a terrible album. There's probably, there's 11 tracks, or 13 tracks. There's probably seven songs on there I like, but it's just, it wasn't the same. And having DJ Danger Mouse produce, it wasn't, there was no point to that. So I will, and Rick Rubin is producing their new album that comes out this year. Um, so that should be fine. But, I mean, I don't know why they were like, oh, we're going to have this fucking guy standing on stage with an iPod produce our album. Like, I, I don't care. Um, so, I mean, it was, like I said, it's okay. Um, Dark Necessities was, like, their big hit off that album. That's fine. Sick Love was good. Sick Love was actually written for them by Elton John, as they had been wanting to collaborate for a while. So Sick Love's a cool song, but Elton John wrote it. Um, Encore's a good song. Longest Wave, Goodbye Angels. There's, I mean, there's good songs on here. But there's also songs like We Turn Red. It's a fucking terrible song. It's horrible. Uh, the title track, The Getaway, is not a good song either. You have one of the best drummers in the business, and you put a fucking drum machine on one of your songs? How fucking dumb is that? That's Danger Mouse being like, uh, no. Um, so we'll go ahead and play a clip off the song uh, Sick Love, which was you know, co-written by Elton John off that album. Here it is. That's, that's sick love. You know, like I said, the, the album's not bad. It's just, it's just like not them, you know, if that makes any sense. Um, which brings us to 2018 where they had an, an, an album that was fully done, completed, ready for, uh, ready for the world. And they just decided not to release it. I mean, there was a release date. There was, you know, promotional things going on for the album and it never came out. Um, so, I mean, I mean, who knows why that kind of stuff happens, but. And uh, they didn't fire, they didn't replace Josh until 2020. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you record a whole album and don't release it. So maybe one day we'll get it. So I know they want to do a thing that most bands have done, um, which they release their B-sides. Uh, Pearl Jam probably did the best job of that in their album Lost Dogs, where not only did they release the B-sides to every al album they made, but there was a liner notes explaining like why the song didn't make the record and stuff like that which is really cool incubus did kind of did the same thing with their monuments and melodies album um 311 did the same thing too with theirs it's cool when bands do that um i because i want to hear the stuff that didn't get released i want to hear like rare tracks and stuff like that because every album has b-sides and it's like you know maybe they're good you know, the fans deserve to hear them you took the time to record them i mean they're obviously not that bad um, but yeah, so I'm definitely very much looking forward to the new Chili Peppers album uh, with John back, you know, back in the band, which is, I remember when I heard that news at work, I was like completely distracted the rest of the day because I was, I was so excited about it. And it's just, it's great. I mean, that's one of the things I never thought would happen is him coming back to the band that he did, um, which is really good. It's a good thing. Uh, the rain stops, so hopefully it's not affecting recording anymore. And if that little, like, two minutes of rain bothers you when you're listening to this episode, then I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully the Chili Peppers come through on tour. Um, so, I've seen them twice, but I've never seen them with John, so I'd love to see them with John. Um, so, hopefully they come through in 2022, and I will definitely go. 100% I will go. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that was the overview of the Chili Peppers. I, Like I said, they're my favorite band of all time. Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic is my favorite album of all time. I suggest you check it out. And I hope I introduce you to some, you know, good facts. And I uh, hope if you check out some of the songs and all the other albums, just check their check their albums out. They're great. Um, so yeah, that was the Chili Peppers. That's kind of how these music episodes are going to go. Um, so I hope it worked out well. And thank you for listening. I this is the first of many music episodes. I hope to get my co-host on the Incubus episode for sure. 
Um, the next one I'll probably do is I'll probably do leaning toward the Stone Temple Pilots as the next music episode. When it comes out, who knows? Um, but we'll see. But this is how they'll go. I hope you liked it. I like doing it. Um, I like to do it. Slap at the bass. Watched I Love You, Man the other night. It's one of my favorite movies. It's great. But slap at the bass. Well, yeah. So thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. And uh, like always, keep shaking those motherfucking knees. Bye. Fuck you, gut.